following podcast may contain subjects that are disturbing to some viewers. Please proceed with caution. are running a cycle on the news to where we almost become sick of them. Crimes and mysteries oftentimes end up never getting answered. Did the family get justice for their loved one? Was the accused even guilty? Welcome to the aftermath, where we try to answer some of the mysteries we forgot about due to life smacking us in the face with more happenings. Forgotten Story The Elisa Lamb Death The Backstory On February 19, 2013, the body of Chinese-Canadian tourist Elisa Lam was recovered from a large cistern atop the Stay on Main Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. The Stay on Main, also known as the Cecil Hotel, housed such guests as the serial killer Richard Ramirez and the Black Dahlia. Interest in Lam's disappearance increased on February 14th when the Los Angeles Police Department released security camera footage of her behaving erratically in a hotel elevator on the day she was last seen alive. The video went viral. While an autopsy performed on February 24th was inconclusive in determining the manner of Lamb's death, the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office subsequently ruled the death an accident with bipolar disorder being a significant contributing factor. Guests at the stay on Maine sued the hotel over the incident, and Lamb's parents filed a separate lawsuit later that year. The latter was dismissed in 2015. Some of the early internet interests noted noted what were considered to be unusual similarities between Lamb's death and the 2002 horror film Dark Water. The case has since been referenced in international popular culture and had been the subject of several creative works. Lamb had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression. She'd been prescribed four medications to treat her disorders, Welbutrin, Lamictal, Seroquel, and Afixer. According to her family, who reportedly kept her mental illness private, Lamb had no history of suicidal ideations or suicide attempts. Although the one expert claimed that she had previously gone missing for a brief period of time, Lamb had a history of not taking her bipolar medication and as a result, on several occasions, suffered hallucinations that would cause her to hide under the bed for refuge. She was hospitalized at least once during these episodes. For her trip to California, Lamb traveled on Amtrak and inner-city buses. She visited the San Diego Zoo and posted photos taken there on social media. On January 26, she arrived in Los Angeles. After two days, she checked into the Cecil Hotel near downtown Skid Row. Lamb was initially assigned a shared room on the hotel's fifth floor. However, her roommates complained certain odd behavior and Lamb was moved to a room of her own after two days. According to Amy Price, the manager of the Cecil Hotel and stay on Main at the time of Lamb's disappearance, Lamb was leaving notes to her roommates that said, quote, go away, and quote, go home, and would lock the door to the room to require a password for entry. A few days before her disappearance, Lamb attended a live taping at a late night show in Burbank, but was escorted off the premises by security due to disruptive behavior. The Missing Person 
Lamb contacted her parents in British Columbia every day while traveling. On February 1, 2013, the day she was scheduled to check out of the Cecil and leave for Santa Cruz, her parents didn't hear from her and called the Los Angeles Police Department. Her family flew to Los Angeles to help with the search. Hotel staff that saw Lamb that day said she was alone. Outside the hotel, Katie Orphan, manager of the Last Bookstore, was the only person who recalled seeing her that day. She was outgoing, very lively, very friendly, while getting gifts to take home to her family, Orphan told CNN. She was talking about a book and whether or not it would be too large to carry. Police searched the hotel to the extent that they legally could. They searched Lamb's room and had dogs go through the building including the rooftop, but dogs were unsuccessful at detecting her scent. But we didn't search every room, Sergeant Rudy Lopez said later. We could only do that if we had probable cause to believe a crime had been committed. On February 6th, a week after Lamb had last been seen, the LAPD decided more help was needed. Flyers with her image were posted around the neighborhood and online. On February 15, 2013, another week with no sign of Lamb, the Los Angeles Police Department released a video of the last known sighting of her taken on one of the Cecil elevators by a video surveillance camera on February 1st. At approximately two and a half minutes of footage, Lamb alone makes very unusual moves and gestures, leaving the elevator at one point while the doors remain open even after she appears to have pressed every button while the doors fail to close after she returns. She leaves again, and the doors close later. The video drew worldwide interest in the case due to Lamb's strange behavior, extensively analyzed and discussed. It was reposted widely, including the Chinese video-sharing site, Yuku, where it got 3 million views and 40,000 comments in its first 10 days. Many of the commentators found it unsettling to watch. Several theories have emerged to explain her actions. One was that Lamb was trying to get the elevator car to move in order to escape from someone who was pursuing her. Others suggested that she might be under the influence of ecstasy or some other party drug, but none was detected in her body. When her bipolar disorder became known, the theory was that she was having a psychotic episode, and it also emerged. Other viewers argued that the video had been tampered with before being made public. Besides obscuring the timestamp, they claimed parts of the video had been slowed down to nearly a minute, and the video footage had been removed. This could have been done to protect the identity of someone who otherwise would be in the video, either related to or not to the disappearance. Discovery February 19, 2013. During the search for Lamb, guests at the hotel began complaining about low water pressure. Some later claimed that their water was colored black and had a very unusual taste. On the morning of February 19th, Santiago Lopez, a hotel maintenance worker, found Lamb's body in one of four 1,000-gallon tanks located on the roof, providing water to the guests, a kitchen, and a coffee shop. Through the open hatch, he saw Lamb lying face up in the water. The tank was drained and cut open since its maintenance hatch was too small to accommodate equipment needed to remove Lamb's body. On February 21st, the Los Angeles coroner's office issued a finding of accidental drowning, with bipolar disorder as a significant factor. The full coroner report released in June stated that Lamb's body had been found naked, clothing similar to what she was wearing in the elevator video was floating next to her, and she was coated with a sand-like particulate. Her watch and room key were also found with her. Lamb's body was moderately decomposed and bloated. 
It was mostly greenish, with some marbling evident on the abdomen and the skin separation beginning. There was no evidence of physical trauma, sexual assault, or suicide. Toxicology tests showed traces consistent with prescription medication found among her belongings, plus non-prescription drugs such as Sinutab and Ibuprofen, a very small quantity of alcohol, about 0.02 grams, was present, but no other recreational drugs. Investigators and experts have, however, noted that the concentration of her prescription drugs in her system indicated that she was under-medicating or had stopped taking her medications altogether. The Aftermath In September 2013, Lamb's parents filed a wrongful death suit claiming the hotel failed to inspect and seek out hazards in the hotel that presented an unreasonable risk of danger to Lamb and other hotel guests and seeking unspecified damages and burial costs. The hotel argued that it could not have reasonably foreseen that Lamb might have entered the water tanks, and since it remained unknown how Lamb got into the water tank, no liability could be assigned for failing to prevent it. In 2015, the suit was dismissed. When the autopsy results for Lamb's case came out, it only served to ignite more questions. The toxicology report confirmed that Lamb had consumed a number of medical drugs, likely to be medication for her bipolar disorder, but there were no indications of alcohol or illegal substances in her body. The breakdown pointed out three observations. One, Lamb took at least one antidepressant that day. Two, Lamb had not taken her second antidepressant and mood stabilizer recently but not that day. And three, Lamb had not taken her antipsychotic recently. These conclusions suggested that Lamb, who had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression, may not have been taking her medication properly. It is an important finding to note, given that the use of antidepressants to treat bipolar disorder can risk inducing manic side effects if done without caution. Some sleuths have understandably latched on to this detail and suggested that it was likely an explanation behind Lamb's strange behavior on the elevator. The autopsy did not show any foul play from evidence that was processed, but the coroner office noted that they were unable to do a full examination because they could not examine the blood from Lamb's decomposing body. Will the case of Elisa Lamb ever truly be solved, or will it continue to be a mystery? Until next time, I'm your host of The Aftermath, Daniel Hudson. See you soon. (laughs) 